parents have to show you can't just dictate something to your children you need to show them that this is how it's happened this is how you do it because otherwise they will do it but they will not do it the way you prefer to be mm. done because you haven't taught them and you are expecting them to do something in this episode we get to speak with sam dosa he's from brigham uk he specializes in psychometric assessment and emotional intelligence his niche is to develop and enhance individuals and corporate sectors emotional intelligence to operate efficiently and achieve excellent results let's dig deep into learning the application and principles of emotional intelligence that can enhance our self-awareness self-regulation motivation empathy and social skills Thank you for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host Junaid. We're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life. Want to learn their story, their struggles and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around. Sam, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Thank you very much, Jeanette, for inviting me. Absolutely. So, Sam, it's been really good knowing you. We we met through Matchmaker.fm, which is an awesome little platform. And then we had a intro call a couple of weeks ago where we got to we were, we got to learn about each other and what you've been doing with your professional life and where are you coming from? And it, it was really good knowing you, you know, it almost seemed like we had parallel backgrounds or parallel, you know, tasks or what we did in our life and where we started from and where we ended in. I mean, you're in the UK, I'm in the US. So tell us a little bit about yourself and, you know, introduce yourself to my audience. Sure. Uh, so my name is Sam Dosa. And I'm uh, originally from Pakistan and been living in the UK for the last 24 years now. I left my country in 1996 uh, and joined my first wife. Uh, we started a journey here in the UK and it was quite a new transition for me coming from a culture which was a completely different domain. Mm-hmm. I was lucky working in Pakistan because I was working for international companies. Yeah, I met uh, quite a few expatriates over there who had actually told me mm-hmm. how's the world life like in different countries, and I thought, well, that might be another experience or adventure for me. So when I arrived, it was uh, <laughs> it was a completely different adventure. I would say I would not change for anything. Yeah. Uh, but it opens my eyes. I because my background was IT, and I luckily found a position in two weeks' time uh, to coming to UK. So mm-hmm. my journey started on the journey of working in the com- in in the company, and then I progressed from there to another ventures in regards to upgrading my skills, upgrading my my qualifications and everything. And I managed to enter into a very big organization like British Telecoms, mm-hmm. where I worked for 10 years. And I reached to that level of uh, managerial positions, moving into a couple of other places. And um, since 2007, have been on the journey of doing 
coaching, youth coaching, uh, accelerated my own learning in regards to counseling and psychometric assessments, mm-hmm. working in corporates with regards to a couple of other things. Did my, uh, what I call it, service in schools where I taught uh, uh, CV writing skills as mm-hmm. well as interview skills. So I'm here today and uh, I'm still serving in the uh, in a sort of a schools in a different uh, platforms, but I'm also a public speaker and emotional intelligence coach. So that's Sam Dosa. <laughs> well, thank you so much. That was that was very um, brief and very concise on, you know, how you started your journey and, you know, took about your way. Like, what inspired you to come to the UK besides that it was a different country? Well, <sighs> As I said, uh, I um, got married to a British national, mm-hmm. and that's why I moved to to Great Britain. Okay. So that was uh, my uh, journey started. Um, my my plan was to go to Canada, but uh, destination was decided to be in the UK. So nice. I'm here. <laughs> Very cool. So tell us a little bit about the your coaching and how what inspired you to become a coach, and you know your your business and heart transformation coach, what inspired you to take to that um, area of expertise rather than sticking to IT? And I know business is, you know, IT is involved in business, but what was the turning point? Well, within IT, I was also dealing with customers, dealing with my own teams. So, Element of mentoring, coaching was already there. I've been doing a lot of uh, uh, community service where I was doing mentoring sessions as well. Mm-hmm. And I was helping a lot of young kids and also teaching in sort of uh, uh, what I call it uh, religious schools in the, in the, on, on Saturdays. So yeah. that sort of journey already began for a mm-hmm. long time ago. And I worked with my uh, business partner with whom I started a charity uh, mm-hmm. called Empowering Youth as well which uh, was running in London, and we uh, place ourselves into community where we help uh, vulnerable children who were being secluded from the classes. So we were being given this opportunity to go in there, spend some time with them, give them some uh, skill sets like uh, listening and uh, talking to us about their own journey, why they are finding this difficult to be in the school or in the classes. So we have gone through with, with them some great work, doing counseling, coaching, mentoring, uh, artwork, mm-hmm. mindfulness. So there are so many things, so many tools we use. And that helps me to understand this phenomena of the physiology and psychology of human beings. And I found that very rewarding when I'm helping others in terms of supporting them, going from A to B or B to C or D or Z. So. That journey started in 2007, and I yeah. continued on the part-time basis. But as we all say, when you are left brain, and then you are trying to come into a sort of a right brain, and they are trying to collide it together. But I found this uh, this uh, Mary uh, quite smoothly for me, mm-hmm. because I had this sort of a feeling to connect to people very easily. Yeah. And and my daughters, uh, I'm, I'm a proud father of three daughters, and... Mm-hmm. And we have uh, sort of uh, places where we go and serve, and everybody 
uh, intend to know me and my, my daughter used to say, Daddy, everybody knows you over here. And I, I'm, some, I'm very humble that people uh, look at me and seeing that I'm just serving. Mm-hmm. So people are aware of my, my name in the Rava community. That's really awesome. And so you're working with you're working with a lot of young adults and training them and talking with them on what it what it takes to be a better human being. I'm guessing right. How to be somebody that can provide value to the community, be a productive member of the society, so forth and so forth. And I think I think that's where mentorship comes to, right? So you, when you find a good mentor and you try to follow suit, and it, it reminds me of you know when I was growing up in the U.S. when I moved out here, mm-hmm. I wish I had found. I mean, sure, you have mentors and family, you have mentors and your parents, mentors and uncles, and you know, they'll guide you only to a point where they've gotten to, right? And they can't tell you anything past that level. So from that perspective, I learned a lot from, you know, from them. And then I always looked at, okay, who can I learn more from? And the internet was, internet was very new. And there was very limited, like coaching was a term reserved for sports, right? It was not life coaching was, was a foreign concept. It all came down to, oh, you want you want to go see a shrink? <laughs> you know, <laughs> yes. that's not coaching, right? But that's trying to find that awareness in you. So I wrote a letter to my 20-year-old self, you know, when I turned 40. I'm like, okay, this is, these are some of the things that I would seek out. Like I would tell you to just go out and seek, you know, go into your passion, find a mentor, find a role model to mimic after. And I think around the same time, um, I was traveling uh, for work, and I was probably in my 20s, and I ran into Tony Robbins. He had an infomercial out, you know, 3 a.m. at night, and I'd have the TV on at this hotel, and I'm watching him talk about all of this personal power, and, you know, and I was just fascinated. I was like, oh, my God. I've been looking for this guy for all for all my life, but what's also interesting, being Muslims, being um, you know of the religion, and you know, because you mentioned you know you're working with the local Islamic centers, local religious centers to help create that youth sector, that youth program to help guide. And I think there's a lot of there's a lot of things that we as human beings we tend to ignore, like we have in the Quran and we have in the Sirah so many amazing leadership examples that we kind of ignore because <laughs> they're they are easily accessible but they're not as I don't know what the term is but like how would you define that because I think there's a lot of mentorship in there as well but maybe there's a negative connotation associated to that so how like how would somebody escape that? Because I think I noticed that in myself as well. When I'm telling my kids to go read their port, you know, para or Quran or whatever, I feel that I'm not. Um, it's not very. I'm not. Pre- I'm not presenting it in in a very 
invitational format. Like it's, it's, it's almost feels like a chore rather than something that's closer to heart. So how, how can we, like, how, what did you do to make it more appealing? I think, you know, parents responsibility is to do first themselves before they can uh, reach other people because if yeah. they are not doing themselves and they are you going to say to your son or daughter then do those sort of things and you're going to think about it they don't do it why should I do it right what's important to me yeah but they are not following it why are they asking me to follow it why are they are asking me to um, do my namaz five times and why should I do this and why should I read that and why so it's about you as a parent first mm. to show that that you are doing this and then they will follow it as okay if my dad is doing it it must be something i should follow it through. yeah because otherwise what's going to happen is they have hundred and thousand questions because we are living in a very multicultural society yes we are yeah so you are living in a society where you are mixing with all sorts of religion people yeah mm. and when our children goes into school when they are putting a scarf on or when they are putting something on, they have been questioned. They have been asked several hundred questions. And because in the media there is so much going on right mm -hmm. now, we are the simple target. But fortunately right now, as we are going through with this COVID-19, a lot of things has happened because everybody has to put on a mask. Everybody is put on a, on a scarf. Everybody has to wash their hands. Mm -hmm. Everybody has to do a lot of other things, which we as human, we as Muslims are already doing it They've for been doing it years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it is nothing new for us. But for them to follow it through is complying, uh, completely thinking process is changing right now and accepting yeah, and acknowledging it. And then it's becoming compulsory to everybody to just follow it through. And for our our communities, we do not have to tell them anything because they are already following it. We just have to say, be hygienic. Exactly. So, for parents have to show, you can't just dictate something to your children. You need to show them that this is how this happened. This is how you do it because otherwise they will do it, but they will not do it the way you prefer to be mm. done because you haven't taught them and you are expecting them to do something. No, that's a very good point, and and I think I can attest to that to my dad because he would tell us, but then he would also go. Like even to this day, right? He's he's probably in his seventies. Whenever I go and visit, he's up at five. You know, he's up at four a.m. going wow. to the mosque to do the fajr prayer, right? So mm -hmm. he's doing those things. He's knocking on the door, like guys, get up and pray. So all my life, I've seen him do that. So I've become practicing because of that. I think one of the things that, um, and that, that, you know, this whole conversation about you do and then you, before you preach, you practice before you preach, comes down to, and, and following your parents, it comes down to, you know, the time of the prophet when he was preaching and all the people were like, why should we do what our parents didn't do? Right, so, yes. so that's the mind shift part of thing. Like, okay, why should I do it when my parents didn't do? Well, but, my parents. But at that time, they did not have the guidance. They didn't they have the guidance. Did not have the right guidance been given to them. What is the right guidance? What is right guidance to you? You are being, the prophet has been 
being giving you that guidance this is the guidance yeah i understand your your parents were not being given the guidance even though they were given the guidance from different prophets but they did not follow those guidance they didn't follow through yeah follow through so they have them several hundred questions as well as our children have been been brought up in this society which is allowing them to think outside the box they are critical yeah. thinkers we are not back home where your father said to you you need to sit down so you sit down here you said to your daughter or son sit down and says why why should i sit down i don't want to sit down i want to go out or i want to go to my room yeah. or you can't go to her room or his room without knocking whether otherwise you are in, intriguing in their privacy mm-hmm. did we have those sort of privileges no we, we were living we we were living in a two bedroom two bedroom apartment and we were about seven people in the house so oh. we were all in the one house living together so there was no privacy yeah so so there is there is completely contrast of how we were being brought up and what sort of values we have brought up with us and what sort of value we're giving to our children now yeah yeah that is respect is very important that you respect your elders very important when somebody comes in the house you need to make sure that you respectfully give them a salam you make sure that you offer them something to drink yeah. so these are all qualities have to be instilled in our children you can't imagine that you are sitting in the on the sofa and your somebody comes in and your children are just watching tv or they are playing on their playstation and they are not giving an eye contact to your mm-hmm. your somebody coming at home so these are been instilled by the parents and these are all the values have to be instilled by the parents you can't they are going to go to school and they are going to learn so many things in the school correct absolutely absolutely you're you're 100% correct because and i i now that you mention you know and and it's it's something that's been on top of mind it's on the back of my mind you know mm-hmm. we we got to watch what we're doing because you know the youngest one is learning from the older older siblings and all the words that she's using all the activities and all the behaviors right it's all learned behavior we didn't teach all of that so it continues on as they grow older so we've got to be better human beings better muslims better people ourselves before we expect someone else to do it we just have to be better human being is not about the connotation of whether a muslim whether right, hindu right. whether a christian better or whether any anybody any religion you just have to be very first of all being a human being before you can completely attach to yourself to any religion if you are yeah. not a human being your religion is not going to do anything to you right you're absolutely right you're absolutely right thank you so much man that was that it's it's been on top of mind and it's like okay how do we fix it and like okay mm-hmm. i got to do it before i can enforce it or before they can follow along mm-hmm. beautiful because so, you have been you have been supported by your father your father has has created a habit of showing you and he has been the preacher he has yeah. been your your guide he never left you saying that you need just do it you will never say anything to your father saying no daddy i'm not going to do abu abu i'm not going to do it yeah are you going to respect him and say yes yes whether you do it or not do it is another thing that's Correct? a different thing yeah <laughs> <laughs> amen brother amen i mean i mean bro i mean so 
What are some of your motivations for the things that you're doing today and, you know, for the next 10 years? What what are some of the plans? You know, uh, Junaid, we were, me and my wife, uh, we were planning to do a lot of things in terms of uh, bringing people to a platform where we invite them to share our platform here in the UK. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of people who want to be a public speakers, so we bring public speaking sort of people to come and do the public speaking on the on the platform. Yeah. And then they can share their stories, they can talk about their business. This is one area. My, my wife has started a charity mm-hmm. and she helped a lot of women in the field, not only on the in the UK, but everywhere in the world, wherever yeah. the requirement is. So we are working hand in hand to help as many people we can try to. And this is all is all about creating a space, safe space for people to be present in the place where we can help them to go forward. And our ambition is to work with, is a collaboration we are looking at. There is no competition in that. There's no competition, yeah. No, this collaboration. We work with everybody and anybody, but depending on how they suit with our values. We can't work with everybody. We have to set our values. Mm-hmm. If they set with their values, is not going to merge together. Is not yeah. going to be good marriage. So we want to make sure that the marriage is very clear, pure, mm-hmm. that those values are working together. And we are have the same direction to help the humanity. That's what our thought is going forward in our life. Fantastic. So give us a little, give us some of the tips and in in the coaching platform that you, that you're running, right? Um, You mentioned specializing in burnout. Mm -hmm. So how can somebody um, avoid burnout? What are some of the few steps that somebody can take? You know, burnout, uh, burnout is one of those things which uh, develops slowly. It's like a silent uh, and deadly thing. And it's an unusual choice how they look at it. It's, I've been through that sort of a journey of myself as well. Mm-hmm. And what we do is we avoid a lot of things. Our health does not come first. Our health comes the last, time, last thing in our mm-hmm. life. So that affects us so dearly. What happens is that we completely neglect ourselves. So let's say, for example, when people are burning out, means they are not looking after their mentally. They are not helping yourself mentally, physically, and emotionally. These three factors affect them very dearly. Mm-hmm. So you are not sleeping enough. You are not uh, having good night's sleep. Then you are awake very early or you are completely freaking out in the morning because you did not sleep correctly and you are completely exhausted. So your brain did not drain any toxin. Your brain brain still got toxin, which is going into your bloodstream now. So when they're going into your bloodstream, you can imagine what sort of uh, damage is going to do for your bloodstream. So everything is going into your bloodstream and you started having anxiousness, panic attack. If somebody says something to you, you get really uh, angry. Uh, for no reason, yes. uh, and husband and wife are having so much argument, or you are outside on the road, and somebody cuts you off, you are swearing, and you are mm-hmm. shouting, and you are honking, and all sorts of things. Because 
you are not looking after yourself. Whatever you find something, you just eat and just put it in your mouth, your mm. junk food going in, yeah. and your belly and your body is getting bloated and everything. And emotionally, you are not talking to people correctly because people think that he will snap if I'm going to talk to him or I will talk to her, she will snap on me, yeah. but rather not talk to them. So you are emotionally getting overloaded, you are suppressing a lot of things into your body. And what is going to happen is your body started to shut down certain areas and you become chronic fatigue in mm. your body. And one, one morning you will not be able to wake up or you will not going to get up from your bed. Yeah. And then you call upon a doctor and doctor will say, you need to rest for next six months, mate. You haven't slept enough. Yeah. So you started taking sleeping pills. You started taking a lot of other things. To get to survive because what happens is universe shows you a lot of signs yeah if you don't drink water enough water in a week what happens your urine will be very yellow very yellow yeah correct so it says to you drink water yeah when you're getting lethargic or you're started your head started to spin what happened you're not having enough sleep mm -hmm. so there are a lot toxins, of things yeah. yeah absolutely your toxins are not draining from your head you are constantly keeping all those toxins and your toxins started going into your bloodstream and our chemicals imbalance becomes very dangerous to us mm. for for men is is a little bit less but for women is more higher if they go through because their chemicals are different from our chemicals so yeah. you can imagine the the toxin comes into their bloodstream their hormones goes up and down. They mm. can't understand what's going on. They started having flushes coming through your body. They started to have uh, spots on their skin. Yeah. Their hair started to lose. So there are a lot of complications to start. And that chronic fatigue yeah. destroy them. To get rid of those sort of things, one has to start doing mindfulness. And, you know, the irony is we have 24 hours. <sighs> 800 and 824,000 seconds. We don't take out 10 minutes to do mindfulness. Yeah. 10 minutes. If you can't take out 10 minutes for mindfulness, go into the nature, sit in the nature, breathe fresh air. Just sit. You don't have to do anything. You know, we are lucky as a Muslim. We got five times. We go into sajda. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And the sajda, you know, what does this, what does it do? The blood stream comes into your head. It refreshes everything. Mm. So that's the beauty of that namaz. But uh, again, you need to be mindful of yourself, your body, and your awareness and everything. It requires you to be congruent with yourself first. You know, you can't help others if you can't help yourself. Yeah, that's possible. So the step is very easy. Enough, plenty of water, enough sleep, and then you know, good food, right food, right time. Sit in mindfulness, and then if you find if you go through some uncertainty, you need to speak to somebody and talk to somebody. Doesn't matter whether it's not if your boss is not listening, you talk to your friend. If your boss, mm -hmm. your friend is not listening, you hire somebody. Yeah. Your 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 health is your wealth. Amen. Yeah, he, that's true. If you're not healthy, you're not wealthy. Because yeah. then you're not alive. <laughs> no, absolutely. Wow. You're completely destroyed after that. Because 
you know, I remember this guy was telling the story about this. He worked for 80, 80 years. Yeah. And when he was older, when he was older, he yeah. gone through with his journey, earning, earning money. One day he was on the bed and all the money he earned was spending on to be him to get recovered. To recover, yeah. So he wasted his entire life just to see that. And a lot of people talk about this husband and wife. We are saving for our, you know, when we get retired, we're going to spend time here, we're going to spend time over there. By the time that one person, by the time you retired, one person got ill and he passed away. You did not enjoy your time. You didn't enjoy when you, your time. When you, were, you had everything, you just wanted to keep it for your retirement. You know, people not started to living in this present moment. Then people are thinking, we want to make sure that our future is bright. Yeah. But who have seen the future? Nobody's seen the future, yeah. You know, Look we, at we, we, told, we say the past is, your past is a history. Future is a mystery. You live in the present. That's why it's called the present day. Yeah. It's, it's a present. present. Yeah, it's a present for you. But we don't live in the present. We live in the past or in the future. Oh. We forget to live in the moment of bliss and joy. You are surrounded with so many things. You know, there is this is when you are anxious or when you are very upset or when sometimes you went through so many things. We look the, to find the solution everywhere. Correct. Mm -hmm. But we do not look under our nose because the solution is there. So this guy wakes up in the morning and he smells something. This was so disgusting smell, they could not bear it. So he was searching where the smell coming from. So he's opened the fridge, he opens it, he checked in the, in the garbage dump and he looked at everywhere, outside, inside. And then he realized there was something stuck in his mustache. A couple of days food was stuck there which has been rotten. Mm. And sometimes we are looking outside everywhere to find the solution, but sometimes we do not look underneath our our nose, and that's that's what happened. Um, hold on one second. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. You wanna say hi? Bye. Say salam alaikum here. Salam alaikum. Hello. All right, you guys can pick whatever you want, but. Just tell him that Baba told him to pick, let you pick. All right, so we both, my wife and I, we both work from home. <laughs> so <laughs> That's fine. Uh, our um, niece who comes over till five o'clock, so she left at five o'clock and uh -huh. it's past five. So they're like, all right, what do we do? What do we do? We want to go play outside. They go play outside. They want to watch TV. So, you know, kids. <laughs> oh, yeah, mate. I've been through that journey. Yep. So, uh, and I think I updated my calendar for the next few weeks because I, initially I had this set up, you know, four and five o'clock. But then I was like, you know what? I got to be off the computer at five o'clock so then I can spend time with the kids. Mm -hmm. um, so, we'll see how that goes for the next couple of weeks. But it's really, you know, it's really enlightening talking with you. And, you know, a lot of the things that you're bringing up are, I, I see them. It's like, that's that's where it, that's why it's happening. This is why this is happening. This is why that's happening. This is why you're tired. This is why I'm tired. This is why the kids are acting out. This is why you know, I see it like every day for the past 
four, five, four months, right? We've been home, quarantined, <laughs> living this thing, and we're you just so you know, tired. The irony is that children can pick up your emotions. You can imagine that you are, you have a toddler, not a toddler, mm-hmm. let's say a young child mm-hmm. who was born yeah. six weeks, seven weeks, eight weeks. And mother is anxious, mother is very tired because she has to wake up in the night to feed the child and husband is working, so husband has to leave the house and mom is doing everything. Well, mom can get exhausted as well. So mom gets really tired and very cranky at the moment, but the child gets pick up all those emotions. Mm. Child started to cry. She started to cry. She started, even though she is fed, still she has been changed and everything, but she's picking up the emotions of the mother or mm. the father and they act on that sort of basis. Yeah. So our children pick up our emotions and says, okay, Baba is tired. Mommy is tired. Let's make some uh, noise and they will crack. Now they will give everything what we want because they will say, oh, go. Open the cookie jar. Do whatever take, you want. Take the just cookies. Just go outside. Just go outside and eat whatever you want to or play wherever you want to. But don't disturb me. I just want to have some time to myself. So you can imagine, you know, even though we're going to go into the loo and sometimes they just knock into the dad, dad. So they say, what you want? Can't you just give me five minutes? <laughs> yeah. It's it's very real. And, mm-hmm. and um, I think that's, that's burnout right there. That's life, actually. That's, that's life. life, yeah. That's... You know, what happened is, uh, you know, there is always a way to find the solutions. You know, the more you get active and the more you can work as a team, as mother, father, and, and your children work as a team, you know, you have to have a discipline. You have to have some sort of a, a, a timeline. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, you can't just tell your children to work for four hours and then, do more four hours. It yeah. doesn't work like that. Work that way. Even though in the office place where you work in the office, people will say to you, okay, you are sitting for 30 minutes, then get up and stretch yourself and then sit down because they want to make sure that your blood circulation is right. That's why people wake, get up from their chair, go and make a tea or a coffee or something like that and come yeah. back and then go back to work. Right? Exactly. So children also feel the same thing. Yeah. Children also feel the same thing sometimes. They do. Yeah. So we have to make sure that we give them breaks. When we give them breaks, they have a sort of a reward in that. So if you're going to do this, this is your reward. So make sure that you do it right. It's about how you communicate with them. Older children now know your tactics. Yeah. Younger children, you can still mold them. But older children have a different way of talking to them. Because yeah. they love, they love their gadgets, they love their other things, which they will say, "Abu, buy this," or "Mom, buy this." And I'll say, "Well, first of all, do this, then you will get this." Yeah, absolutely. Now, those are those are excellent points, and those are things that we're working on. You know, we we work with the kids. I'm like, okay, here's the schedule. Here's the things that you're gonna do, right? And then you get rewarded by playtime, by you know, getting good food, getting you know, all the stuff. So. Uh, today I introduced point system. So, okay, we all start with this many points. If you do good deed, you get more points. If you do, if you don't listen, you get yelled at. Well, you get those points taken away, and then having that reward at the end of the week, 
And um, yeah, it's it's um, it's a work in progress, right? You, you you can't be a perfect parent you, at, at, ever. No, because you are not received a manual. Yes. <laughs> you didn't receive a parenting manual. You never, <laughs> nobody has given a parenting manual <laughs> to right. say, okay, this is how it's going to work. If my child is not behaving, I will open page number 75 from the manual and we will see what has been prescribed in that. We learn as we go. Yeah. But again, as, as a parent, is our responsibility as husband and wife to be mindful of a lot of things. Is also your relationship, husband and wife relationship is very important that yeah. you are communicating, you are understanding each other's emotions to look after your own health in three areas, as I mentioned, your mental health, your physical health and your emotional health. Yeah. If you are not working together on those three areas, you're going to get burned out yourself and you feel that, oh my God, you know what, that's enough. Enough. Yeah. Amen. I mean, that's 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 so true. You know, it. I see it all around. <laughs> it, is, it is a big thing. It's a big deal. Yeah. It's a big deal because in a lot of cultures, we thought that uh, woman is going to look after the house, going to look after the children, and husband is going to be the breadwinner and he's going to do this. But the roles are shifting now, working together as a husband and wife. You are both working in a very high demanding jobs. Yes. So you have to balance somewhere. You can't rely. You know how much we rely on others. But when you, it's about you, outsider can actually teach something else to your children. And you will realize that it was not what I wanted to teach my mm-hmm. children. So the influence what they are getting might be not right. Yeah. And then you will feel later on in your life, well, this is, well, I wish I would have spent more time with them. More time with them, yeah. yeah. So these are all things, you know, we forget because I've seen a lot of families migrated from India and Pakistan to UK. Because their circumstances were completely different, they were in that sort of a minority where they were not educated, they were working long hours and they left their children with their friends or their next door neighbor and their children grown up now. They're different. They are completely lost their values. So this is is very important. It's very deep stuff. Very deep stuff. So let's come to the lighter side, I mean, all of these have, there's ways to combat them, there's ways to find a solution and see the signs, right? We we have the signs, just pay attention to the signs to treat yourself and talk to somebody if you're feeling so left out or left alone or, you know, can't handle it all. Well, you gotta talk to somebody. Great, great points, thank you so much. Because what happened is if you do not talk, most of the time what happened is, let's give you a simple scenario, Junaid. Um, when you're going through something yourself as a, as a man, mm-hmm. we put a very brave face. I've, I've done for 17 years in my yeah. first marriage. 17 years, a very brave face. I've gone through so many things, so many journeys I've gone through. I, would, I did not have an avenue where I go and talk to some another man whom I trust or whom I say, okay, 
you know what, I'm going through with this. Can you help me, please? Can you help me? There was no, nobody was there. But for, for women, is a completely different thing because they have this circle of other women who they speak to and they went out. They know that if their husband are not going to listen, they went out somewhere else, they will still going to survive longer than right. the man because man is suppressing everything in his body. And what that suppressing means, they're creating toxin in their body yeah. and affecting themselves. Oh my God. Yeah. So there are a lot of things happening, and that's why it's, it's important for husband and wife to have a place of safe talk space where they can talk to each other and say, This is bothering me. This is bothering me. This is affecting me. This is affecting me. And then you say, This is what is happening with me right now. We have been told as a man that you can't be crying. You can't be crying. You can't be sensitive. Yeah. Absolutely, but that's that's wrong thing when taught to children from the childhood. Yeah, we all have emotions, and extracting those emotions is important for your body to re recreate something better for you. Absolutely. Yeah, and what we do is we shut down those things. We shut down those things in the younger age. You know, you can't do this, you can't do that. So we use some very negative connotations mm -hmm. things, and people will. The children will always think, if you want to ask mom or dad, they are going to say, no, why should I bother asking them? Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Well, thank you so much again. We do have some questions towards the end of the episode. Yes, sure. Let's see what we got. <laughs> what is one hobby that you wish you got into? Scuba diving. Scuba diving. That would be so much fun. Being in the water, that's, being... That's, that's, that's in my bucket list at the moment. Nice. Yeah. Nice. What did you want to be when you were a child? Well, that's a very good question because when I was, when I was growing up, my father was a... He was not a civil engineer, but he was a quantity surveyor. And he was mathematical genius, so he used to write with both hands. Oh wow! Yeah. So, but I was thinking of to be a civil engineer, but uh, but my destiny was to be in computers. So I grew up. My father never told us, or my parents never put a sort of a, a, a labeled us that you have to be an engineer, I have right. to be a doctor. Or you have to do this. This is this is your life. You designed your life yourself. Yeah. Because you have to be happy in your life. So my journey started. I want to be a, a an engineer, but I end up doing bookkeeping, mm -hmm. and I end up in uh, IT. So I became uh, a business owner in Pakistan, mm -hmm. and then I came here. I became an IT manager, and that journey continues to help me grow myself and yeah. then getting into coaching. Nice. Love it. Mm -hmm. What is your favorite movie or TV show? If none, how about a book? So my favorite movie is uh, Mask. Mm. Uh, Jim, um, Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey's, yeah. yeah. That. And there are a lot of I love uh, cartoons. Mm -hmm. uh, have you have you watched a cartoon called Phineas and Ferb? Yes, I've seen a little bit of it. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So that one, and then Dora the Explorer. Yeah. So I was teach- I was I was watching this with my daughters, and I was learning Spanish at that time. So, yeah. and then these were the things, and then when I watched this uh, animation movies like Kung Fu Panda, mm-hmm. I see there is a message in there. There's a there's always a message, yeah. So my my children never see the message in there. I said, did you see the message? And I said, what message? We, but because they are in a completely different vibration, they won't see it. So I will say Kung Fu Panda is um, one of my uh, great movies. I watch it again and again. Yeah. Nice. That's that's uh, really good. And I like animations too because they simplistic, but they have they drive that value of morality uh, one of one of the i mean pixar has been doing some really amazing work if you've seen inside out oh, that yes. movie, just out of this world the way the emotions you know all those things like it's not black and white it's it's a combination right so that's what you get at the end of it it's really cool yeah so on that vein what movie would you choose if you got to play a character in it That's a very interesting question. <laughs> yeah, I will, I will, I will definitely uh, play a role as uh, Jim Carrey in the mask. Nice. So I can be a very uh, gullible, mm-hmm. um, not knowing what life is all about, and trying to be more uh, uh, subtle about it. But yeah. then, then when you put on a mask to be mischief. And trying to do a lot of things, which yeah. you never get a chance to do it. So exactly. have have a lot of fun after that, you know. <laughs> nice, I like it. Yeah, yeah. Who is your favorite superhero? My favorite superhero is. That's a very interesting. Uh, I used to thought it was Superman, mm-hmm. my favorite hero, but then I realized that was uh, when I went through my own journey in Marvels and everything, but I love that movie um, where, uh, which one is that? Uh, have you heard, if you remember that movie from, uh, it's also an emanation movie, which mm-hmm. is uh, where Scully and um, um, Scully. Scully, the big hairy. Uh, uh, oh, Monsters Inc. Monster Inc., yes. So I love that character very much yeah, because Sully. the way the way he said to that little girl, um, "Go to sleep and make that gesture and be a very cuddly person." Yeah. So I like that. Nice. All right. Last question: If you were a board game, what would it be? A board game. Uh, chess. Nice. Very calculated moves. Mm-hmm. Yes. I like it. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Sam. This was a lot of fun talking with you. Where can my audience find you? So they can find me easily on www.samdosa.com. Perfect. So we'll be sure to include the links to where you're located and how, how folks can reach you on the show notes and thank you so much for all the information, all the 
life lessons, all the values that you shared with us. It's it's very empowering. It's very it's a good reminder for sure. You know, look at yourself, be self aware of what you're doing on a daily basis. How can you make your life more healthier in all the different ways so then you can become wealthy? Thank you so much. Thank you very much for inviting me. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Hacks and Hobbies. You can find additional information on the guest today on their website, hacksandhobbies.com. Please feel free to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on upcoming interviews with amazing guests. 